All right, man. We're back, brother. After a nice lengthy hiatus, we are back at the Conspiracy Farm. It's me, Jeffrey Wilson, and our uh, side, my side, my sidekick, partner in crime, kicker asser. What's up, brother? Pat Militich, how you doing? Hey, it's good to be back. I'm glad uh, glad we got this thing rolling and be hitting it hard every week. Doing a lot of great shows, and and today is no different. Well, we can't we can't uh, we can't get too deep in anything yet without hollering at you know our hiatus, why our hiatus went down. Obviously, the Leadville 100. If you want to talk a little bit about that, a little bit about the training, what went down on the mountain. Yeah, past year basically uh, worked my way from three mile runs up to a practice run of I don't know seventy some miles. Get ready for the hundred mile Leadville race, and that was an, uh, an incredible experience. Even though I wasn't able to finish because of an injury, but I was able to to watch three of the six guys total from my city that were running it. Three of them finished. Three of us did not. Two of us got hurt. One of us got lost in the mountains in the middle of the night. But uh, <laughs> it was it was an incredible experience. The altitude, the terrain, the people, the ultra running community is without a doubt the coolest community of people I've ever been around. They're they're just they all want to see each other succeed and they'll do anything to to ensure that you do. It's 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 really cool and all the people that. We had 40 people go out and crew and pace us. You can you can have a pacer the the last 50 miles going back and oh cool. I mean the the dedication that those people showed uh, taking care of of the runners is is it's amazing, dude. It's, it really is cool cool experience. Well, yeah, I mean you got to kind of have that support too, man, because like I said, the physical body kind of only goes so goes so far, and you need that like you know that dude. But you know what's crazy? There's people that go out and do these things solo. They just put drop bags have drop bags with their name on it at each, you know, with like clothing and their food and fluids and stuff like that. And they'll just put have drop bags put at each one of the aid stations and they'll just run into the aid station, check in, make sure that their chip on their timer goes across the pad so they register that they showed up, grab their stuff, change their clothes on their own, uh, do their own thing, get up and take off on their own, man. It's it's That's a dedication. That's That's dedication right there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Like you said, you got a little bit of a, a dinger on your leg, but uh, I think you said you're going to start back training here in September and uh, jump back on the horse, right? Yeah. Well, I, I've basically already started. I'm, I'm training again, bud. I'm training again. I'm gonna. I'm going back to get the buckle. I don't there you care. Go. It takes me five times to get it. I'm going to get that damn. That thing. is a that is a sweet buckle too, man. That's definitely uh <laughs> something to shoot for. Well, cool, man. Obviously, glad you made it back. Glad to uh, get things back going again. It was. Awesome last weekend, guys. We had the uh, the kind of the official launch party uh, for the show uh, back home in the Quad Cities. Had a nice turnout. Got to see some cool old faces. Met some new faces. Um, got to chop it up with Pat, man. The next day, I got to eat dinner out at Casa de Militich. Had a great time. Got to chop it up and kind of brainstorm on this next phase of the show here. And I'm stoked about it, man. I know you are too. So. Yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's get into it, man. Today, I mean, it's obviously just all throughout the news. You know, the presidential race and all that, that whole shit show, man. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, everything we got, like what? I don't know. Not too much long left, man. Two months, 70 days or something like that. Yeah, it's coming up quick, buddy. It's coming up quick. And, and did you see that, uh, that WikiLeaks just released the More documents, emails. the documents that they pulled up on Donald Trump? Oh, Nigel, Nigel, For, not Nigel Farage. Um, what's, what's the guy's name that, uh, Runs WikiLeaks. Oh, uh, Julian Assange. Yeah, Julian Assange. I mean, yeah. So he said that the documents they've pulled up on Donald Trump are no worse than what he says publicly. Yeah, that's what. I mean, I guess that's what we're gonna get into, man. I mean, like we we need to kind of go deeper into a lot of their lives, their histories, and even their their words. You know, Donald Trump. I, I would I would take. I'm not voting for either of them, gang. But I would rather have a dick. Donald Trump's a dick at worst. You know, he just runs his mouth and he's a dick, as opposed to somebody who's pathological like Hillary Clinton. And people, I don't say that flippantly because we're gonna get into it today. I don't really get into it on the face space because that's not really a good venue to really have a this kind of deep discussion but we're going to get into some backstory on particularly miss clinton like i said you know we can go back on donald trump you know he's he's spent kind of a career of saying provocative things etc but as you know at the end of this show hopefully we'll have a bit more of a contrast of do you want somebody just with a slick tongue and is kind of an idiot and talks like an idiot whatever or do you want this this family back in the white house so where shall we start man you know what's amazing though now think about it though you know, you think about Donald Trump and being an idiot. He 
he is a wealthy guy. And when I say idiot, I mean like saying he's obviously yeah. Idiot. Oh yeah, he says he says some really dumb shit. But um, my God, the way he plowed through the Republican Party isn't it amazing? Well, and that's the thing people got to understand. Like those numbers don't lie. The guy guy got more votes in the Republican primary than anybody in the history of the Republican primary. Right. I think that less is less so much says something about Donald Trump, but more says something about the state of the world. You know what I mean? Well, I We're, think, but yeah, in many ways. Well, sure, there's some people who might say, um, well, that's just, you know, we used to think that the the uh, Democratic side was just uneducated voters. And then some, right. some would say that Trump winning this uh, and being the nominee is now showing that that's on the Republican side also. But maybe it also, and I think for the most part, to be honest with you, shows that people are sick of the establishment. And that's really kind of what I was going to say, what it's more, I think, a referendum on that the paradigm has shifted. We don't want these dry, bullet point talking politicians who we, who we all know. And it's so funny because I have, you and I have been into this conspiracy stuff for a while. But the term oligarchy, I've heard it now more in the last like two, three years than I've had in like the last 20. You know what I mean? But people are starting to get hip to, you know, the club like George Carlin talking about. There's a club. And we well, ain't and, in it. <laughs> and and look what they're trying to do over in Britain now to get that Brexit vote reversed and not let the commoners vote on it. Yeah. Well, and even that was happening. Revolution. There was there was machinations here in the whole RNC, like basically to to usurp and circumvent what the what the people had already said. The people had voted in the primaries for Donald Trump, but because the establishment didn't like him, they were going to go ahead and usurp the whole process. Which you know, this is problematic, man. This is this is problematic. It is. It is. So let's let's uh, let's go well, ahead and focus on Mrs. Clinton for a while. Yeah, yeah. So you know when you get into people talking about and there's this interesting disconnect. I'm 43, so I was around 20 something when Clinton got in office. I was really into politics and all that stuff. So I, I remember I remember them. You know what I mean? But the kids today, it's a little bit more anecdotal. There's a little bit more of a gap, so they may not remember, especially the stuff we're going to get into, Mina, etc. But that's why we're here, to help fill in that gap. So the Clintons, man, the Clintons had their little fiefdom back in Arkansas, something ridiculous. Late 70s, early 80s, Slick Willie was attorney general and then governor. Um, of course, Hillary was a, a, a lawyer for the Rose Law Firm. Um, and it's so interesting, Pat, doing this bit of research. And I knew it anyway, I guess, but just seeing it all come together. Those guys used to do the very same thing as the Clinton Global Initiative but back in Arkansas, on a smaller scale, it was called the Arkansas Finance, Arkansas Development Finance Authority. <laughs> and I'm telling you, these guys were were just doing all of the almost the exact shady stuff they're doing now, washing hundreds of millions of dollars of Coke money through the airport. We're going to be talking about Hillary. Hillary was hugely, you know, integral into this. And this also gets into the larger thing that we've talked about on the show before. There is a syndicate, there has been a syndicate that's been trading in guns, people, arms for a very long time. Um, another big part of this washing of the money was an organization or a company called BCCI, the Bank of Commercial Credit International. This is huge though, if you look this up guys, because these guys had to shut down for basically being a part of all of this Iran-Contra washing of Coke money. Now this organization was founded by Clark Clifford. That might that name might not ring a bell for a lot of people, but he's the one who write, who wrote the National Security Act of 1947. Uh, he was a Wall Street banker, a lawyer. He was also a uh, uh, I forget for who was uh, Secretary of Defense for I forget who exactly it was, but um, very very high up cat. But this organization, the BCCI, big huge bank used for washing money, and and the Clintons were a part of it. That's that's. Uh... It's astounding when I look back through all the records, and it's stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff that they've gotten into to unwind all of it. Yeah. Certainly, uh, we, certainly we're not even going to dent it on yeah. this podcast, but definitely, like you said, with broad brushstrokes. And we've got to get into some details, obviously, on this. Yeah, sure. Like you said, look up look up things like the Arkansas Development Finance Authority. That's a perfect thing. Or this, you know, the next thing we're gonna kind of get into all of this cocaine trafficking that was going on and these proceeds that wound up being a part of the Iran Contra scandal. Um, like I said, you can pull once you pull this thread, you kind of go deep down the rabbit hole. But um, it was this, this airport called Mina, this uh, in this small town called Mina, Arkansas, right. um, and it was literally just a, a conduit of cocaine from Colombia up through South America, Central America, up into the United States, and then bring it into the United States. 
Um, and this also plays, like I said, into the Iran-Contra thing. And also, if you're familiar with, and I've had him on my podcast, Freeway Ricky Ross, this guy on the West Coast who pretty much introduced crack and cocaine to the West Coast, um, and also worked with a guy named Gary Webb who wrote Dark Alliance, who pretty much broke the story as a reporter for the San Jose Mercury News that the CIA was bringing drugs into the country, and particularly inner city areas. He, of course, wound up killing himself two times, shot himself twice with a shotgun. Of course, that happens all the time. And uh, so, yeah, this is all kind of a part of this larger conversation. But this backstory is absolutely integral because it sets a precedent, if you will. I mean, the granted, the government's been shady for a long time, but these particular individuals had been gaining and in, in, engaging in their particular brand of shadiness for about 30, 40 years. And, Pat, you know, you've got a list right there of about 47, 50 people who have been killed under that, you know, suspicious circumstances over the course of many years dealing with the Clintons. Am I right? Yeah. And if we, well, and just, yeah, well, I've got, it, there's up to 90, um, where it's fiancés of people, uh, wives and husbands of people that were killed who ended up dying also type stuff that, are, you know, would include that 90, but 47 that I've got from the old days, and then you've got more names. We've all got the, the new names. Everybody's heard about this stuff. Um, but going back to what you're talking about with MENA, you know, <laughs> Arkansas teens who saw too much of the MENA uh, operation, uh, they were found on the train tracks Yeah. Uh, with their skulls. They were stabbed and their skulls were crushed. So they wanted the train to run them over and mangle the bodies. But the train didn't get there before their bodies were found. Well, and of course, their death their death certificate says again suicide. So it's you know it, beco it well, becomes that's the thing. It did, and then the bodies were exhumed, and then they changed it from from suicide to murder. Oh, so the stuff was fixed. The documentation, uh, the coroner's documentation, was fixed, you know, to be suicide, and then it got changed after the bodies were exhumed, and another coroner um, inspected the bodies. Interesting. I did not know that. But yeah, that's uh, that's actually in a documentary called The Clinton Chronicles. There's a few versions of it. I definitely recommend everyone go checking out The Clinton Chronicles and or The Mina Connection. Um, that will fill in all of these gaps. Um, you, you get introduced to characters like Barry Seal, who was a pretty kind of flamboyant drug gun runner for the CIA that wound up getting eliminated um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because he was right about to testify uh, basically against the whole Mina thing. So he got eliminated um, right before he was able to testify. It's it, it's a very me a history guy and a conspiracy guy. I mean, none of this is like quote unquote. I guess it is a conspiracy because more than one people are involved in this. But it's not a theory, gang. Like what we're talking about, this this has happened. So we're trying to give you some backstory. Yeah. Think so of the, well, think of the people that you've done business with in your life. Now, granted, the Clintons have done business with a lot of people, but you think about okay, how many people do I know that have died in plane crashes? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Um, how many people do I know that have been murdered? Uh, maybe, maybe one. Um, you got ten suicides and then three accidents. Which, hey, the the accidents could be could be explained. Maybe a couple of the suicides, but you know, you look at the number of deaths and the incidents. You know, with the, with the twelve plane crashes, thirteen murders, ten suicides, right. and, and three accidents. Um, yeah, it's it's not coincidence. It well, yeah, just, this is this is why I'm so astounded, Pat. This is why it trips me out. I mean, I guess like I said, there's there's a huge part of the populace that may not have all this information, but there's a lot that do. You know, the FBI just let her off for you know clear you know misappropriation or whatever she was doing with her emails, and it's just nothing happens. You know what I mean? This is this level of accountability or lack of accountability. It just gets so so very frustrating because it's so. If you and I did any of this or any Joe Schmo on the street, it would be lights out. And it's just so painfully apparent to me. I mean, she's the D Democratic nominee for president and most likely could become president. And she's just dirty as all hell. Oh, she, Everybody knows it. It's just like they're just turning a blind eye to this, I guess. Or like I said, we've talked about these blinders, the normalcy bias. Like they get so caught up in the position or the the PR that they put out. Like how can you not see through that knowing all of this information? Well, not you, but – I think now what it comes down to is – do all the real true insiders know that if you mess with the Clintons, you'll end up dead so nobody's messing with them anymore? You well, that, that seemed to have kind of been the trend for a while, you know, because, I mean, obviously they're kind of out of the loop. But, I mean, again, this this might be – this goes down the path of conspiracy theory, and I won't – I haven't confirmed this, but – 
you know, JFK Jr. had just announced his going to run for what wound up being Hillary Clinton's Senate seat. And Hillary Clinton, you know, and we all know what happened to JFK Jr. I, again, there's, there's no real proof to that. But, I mean, when you start dealing with power and politics on this level, murder is nothing to these guys, especially when you start talking about the hundreds and millions, if not billions of dollars of the investment they're protecting. And this, you know, we'll get into it here in a minute, the whole Clinton Foundation. But, yeah, I mean, these guys... They do not play. They do not play. And as we've seen, you know, the the death machine appears to have revved up literally in the last two weeks or maybe a month or so. Um, it's been actually pretty frightening because those guys were doing some serious, serious damage in Arkansas. And to see, you know, these few people, who is it, uh, Sean Lucas, this guy was on videotape sending a uh, summons to not only Debbie Wasserman Schultz but the DNC. He was on tape in the DNC offices handing it to him. You know, they went outside, high five each other, good job. Two, three days later, he winds up dead on his bathroom floor. <laughs> um, UN official John Ash, who was set to testify against Hillary Clinton, and I forget the specific, uh, uh, whatever dealings, crushes his own windpipe with a, with a, with a dumbbell. And then, of course, we have the DNC staffer Seth Rich, who is supposedly rumored to be a part of the the leaks from a few, the email leaks from a few weeks ago. He winds up dead. And so, you know. For me, having all this background, seeing this start up again, it makes it very, literally very frightening because she's not even in office yet. Well, and you think about, you know, think about all the people that have ended up dead, but also think about far more people who've had their lives ruined. The, the women who came forward about Bill Clinton, yeah. sexual assaults, um, Ken Starr, people like that, who just had their lives turned upside down and inside out and ruined. Um, that's, that's the thing, you know, I mean, a lot of people are dead, but a lot more have just absolutely been just ruined. Yeah, I mean, it's either they assassinate you or kind of politically or, you know, character assassinate you. I mean, it's, um, I don't know exactly how they make that determination on, like, is, should we actually physically take him out or should we just destroy his life? But e either way, you said, you know, your life's kind of over. Uh, discredit, if they can discredit, you know, like with Ken Starr, who was a prosecutor, if they can discredit him and ruin him, right. and ruin his name, then he's no longer you know, a credible guy to go after him. So, so, you know, that doesn't hold any water anymore. You know, it's, uh, but like McDougal, who was the partner of the Clintons, right. And, uh, who died in solitary confinement days before he, he was about to testify. Yeah. He was a key witness in the investigation for the whitewater scandal Yeah, and ended up dead. And, and Ken Starr kind of needed him, but you know. well, I mean, it, another person to look up is a gentleman by the name of Dan Lassiter, uh, who, who was a pretty heavy hitter business wise down in, um, in Arkansas and actually kind of got busted with some federal, I think it was Coke distribution, cocaine distribution, and providing cocaine to an underage, uh, to a minor, essentially. And that was one of uh, Bill Clinton's very, very close business partners in Arkansas back in the day. It's another person to look up, and obviously another suspicious death, uh, former Commerce Secretary Ron Brown, who you know has had his dealings with the Clintons and wound up uh, with what appeared to be, according to the autopsy, a bullet into the top of his head while going, while traveling uh, abroad. Um, it's, well, he it's, was. Well, the body was found in a plane wreck, right? Yeah, they, they, yeah the plane crashed. The plane crashed into a mountain, uh, and he had a bullet in his head. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, shooting. <laughs> it's it's just bizarre. So it's well, and like it's that's why I just get so frustrated, Pat, because it freaks me out that the woman's even there having this backstory. And a lot of people may not know. It. I implore everyone just just go look up some. It doesn't have to be. I don't filter this through some conspiracy theory. Just try to get informed, critically think, D you know, dismiss whatever information you don't want, but just understand these guys have a history, a very, very dangerous history. So, again, when we start comparing Clinton or Trump, would you rather have a guy that's just pops off at the mouth and, you know, we can even get into some of his policies, or would you like somebody with a backstory like this? I mean, you're talking about psychotic criminality here, man. Well, and this may, this may make... Some, some women angry, but there's a lot of women voting for Hillary just because of the anatomy. Oh, just because she's a woman, absolutely. Right. And there's, you know, that's the same thing with Barack Obama. Break, yeah. break, uh, excuse me, voting for a man just because of his skin color. I mean, I get right. if you want to be part of the whole novelty of we voted in the first black president, but it's like, did you have any? Did you do any homework on some of his advisors? Did you know who the big new Brzezinski is, and you know some of the the backstory and some of his people who are hooking him up and who he's been a part of? It's just, it's just like. It's kind of why we need this show so integrally. Like, we don't have all the answers, man, but we're definitely going further down the rabbit hole than most people are with their, you know, just constant desire for shortcuts to thinking and just watching the news and thinking they know what the hell's going on in the world. Yeah, no, 
and when you go through, let's go through the list of all, I mean, think of all the things that the Clintons have been accused of and the investigations that have ensued because of it. Um, just back to Mina and running dope and doing all of that stuff, all the way up to arming the extremists and pretty much guaranteed. I mean, it shows that um, Clinton was okay in the, sell, the sale of weapons to, to ISIS, basically. Well, I mean, Hillary was, but even, it, it even goes back to even prior to George W. Bush, man, because as we talked about in previous episodes, Fethullah Gulen, who was a former imam from Turkey, who is now here in the United States with a foundation worth 20 plus billion dollars, who is absolutely integral to not just the war on terror, he's facilitating the war on terror right under the government's nose in his palatial estate in Pennsylvania, but he was pretty much taken out of Turkey, uh, and I think it was 94, it was during Bill Clinton's administration, right. snatched up, taken out on a Gulf Stream, and brought here to the United States to essentially set up the shop that we have now. Um, and that it, we, I guess for certain terms for it, let's just call it Gladio B, you know, as we've, we've often called it, this... Um, State run, not just the United States, you know, there's, there's Qatar, there's Saudi Arabia, there's Israel, this, this facilitating of this proxy army, if you will. Um, and like you said, uh, Donald Trump called him the MVP of ISIS, et cetera. That's, you know, a little bit of provocative thing, but he, he's on to something, you know, he's on to the Clintons, Obama, the Clinton administration, the Obama administration facilitating this stuff. And even, I mean, quite frankly, even even the W administration facilitated it. It, it, it transcends both uh, political parties, in my humble opinion. It's yeah. not even opinion; it's fact. It's gone on during both public, or both both uh, administrations. Because they're all members of the Uniparty. Well, I mean, like I said, they're all the oligarchs. They're all part of this architecture that is like uh, us versus them. They're the them, we're the us, vice versa. And you know, like I said, they're the club, and we ain't in it. Yeah, it's important for people to stop thinking in terms of Republican and Democrat. They Absolutely, stop doing that, and they have to. Start listening to what people say. Do they talk about the Constitution? Do they talk about the citizens' rights? And and that's the thing that you know, with Trump picking who he did as his vice president, who the guy the guy really is a conservative um, for most of the things that he's done, which told me that that Trump had made a made a switch from from his earlier days when he would talk like a liberal to mm-hmm. uh, to to I think believing for the most part mentally that he's he's a conservative now. So that's you know that's the one good thing that I've heard, but I've also heard him talking about you know truly looking out for the citizens, lowering taxes, you know a lot of things like that. How I've mentioned it before, how long does he last? Yeah, if he yeah. gets into office, yeah. that's that's the question, and I think that um, I think that they'd get rid of him pretty quick. Well, yeah, I mean speaking truth to power is always a, a dangerous thing, and. Um, you know, kind of leading into this, you know, what Hillary and Bill have done since Hillary was in the Secretary of State's office with this whole Clinton Global Initiative is just absolutely astonishing. The amount of money they have stacked and put in their pockets, and it comes to find out, you know, of the billions and hundreds of millions, only like 10% actually go to any of these actual causes. I mean, they're 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 really pimping the world, dude. I mean, Bill Clinton is is working with cats like Paul Kagame from the Congo. I mean, the the, the human rights violations he was responsible for back in the Rwanda shit is absolutely amazing. And the stuff that, like we talked about at your house, you know, whatever, war on terror, whatever it is, communism back in the day, it's always a guise, in my opinion, for going after a country's or even a continent's natural resources. And so, you know... Nigeria, the, the mining rights there, the mining, the uranium um, uh, rights here that were pretty much we gave to Russia. Twenty percent of uh, United States or global uranium production is now controlled by the Russians via Uranium One. Um, it, it's just astonishing, man. Well, and, that- you, and, and I'm trying to remember the name of the gentleman who was. It might have been who you just mentioned. I'm trying to remember, but. When Bill was in office, when he okayed the deal for technology to get handed over to the Chinese um, satellite and rocket technology, and they just used that technology to shoot a satellite out of the sky. So now they can attack our satellites. Well, and that's another thing they did in India. The Clinton, through the Clinton Foundation and through Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, helped facilitate getting civilian nuclear technology to, to India. I mean, it's just, it, it's a complete clear pay to play and another thing they invest in which i found quite frankly when i watched um the clinton cash flick who uh which i also found interesting the director of that is now trump's 
head of his campaign, Stephen Bannon. Um, I found that rather interesting. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought. But, I mean, it's just it's all this, like, weird inside baseball. And that's the other thing. Uh, the head of Breitbart, Stephen Bannon, who was the other guy that about a month and a half ago, the the news editor for Breitbart, Mike Flynn, died suspiciously. And this is not long after Andrew Breitbart died suspiciously, and his coroner died suspiciously. So now we now have the head news editor for Breitbart going to work for the Trump campaign. I think, I think, as my hunch is, they all know the inside baseball on what's going on as far as you know, journalists being eliminated, etc. And um, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of as to why the Breitbart head would go there and uh, go against Hillary because you know a couple of his people have been taken out. Well, when you think about just. In terms of the documents that have come out with WikiLeaks, it proves that they were selling access to the State Department. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. And period. That, period. That alone, selling American interests, um, American secrets, um, access into America by by terrorist organizations, even, and that's treason, dude. That's that's treason. I mean, that's punishable by death. I mean, uh, this in tandem with the fact that we, she had two servers in her house, multiple tens of thousands of emails deleted. If that in itself is crazy. But that, knowing what she's doing with these foreign governments and the Clinton Global Initiative, it's like, come on, people. Wake the fuck up. And this is who you want for your president? It's like, come on, man. And th- this, this is what scares me, Pat. We've talked about this. It's like, I again, I hate to give these disclaimers. I don't know everything, man. But I, I know what's not happening, and that's you know, these people are not genuine. Hillary Clinton is not genuine. When I see these people gather and clap and cry, I'm just like, holy God! You probably had a crush on your high school principal too, didn't you? It's like, <laughs> it's insane. It, the level of discernment or lack of discernment is just—it's truly frightening, man. It's truly and, frightening. And. What is it? Bill Bill made roughly what was it? Twenty six million dollars off organizations who were also donating to the Clinton Foundation. Twenty six million dollars in speaking fees. I mean, then, for example, yeah, exactly. His fee went from one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars when he was just regular Joe Schmo, Hillary, not Secretary of State, to when they started working with Nigeria and getting on these mining rights in Nigeria to up to six hundred thousand to one point whatever million dollars speaking fees. No, it's just an accident. There's no, there's no, you know. Nothing there has no connection between Hillary being, you know, Secretary of State. And again, Bill goes and talks to the Attorney General on the tarmac about his wife, the the active investigation. I mean, they're just so blatantly just gangster about it. You know what I mean? Recently with Bill talking to on the tarmac. I mean, it's just come on. No, we just talked about fishing. We just talked about fishing and uh, our kids. Like, okay, okay. (laughs) Insulting our intelligence once again. Let's talk about poor Huma Abedin. Who's that? Huma Abedin. Huma, come on. Talk that's, to me, Goose. Lay it on me. That's 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 uh, Hillary's sidekick, dude. The woman who worked for the friggin' um, Muslim extremist organization. She's been her. And she's Anthony Weiner's uh, now. Oh, ex- oh, is that who that is? <laughs> What's you know, up with geez. that guy? Jeez, talk about self-destructive behavior. Jeez, let's do a dick pic right in front of our kid or whatever it was. I'm like, wow, dude. <laughs> no, but who oh, am man? She's, uh, I mean, it's been proven that she's uh, worked for very extremist organizations. And some of the documents that she uh, wrote that were scooped up by WikiLeaks in terms of the extremist, the Muslim extremist ideology uh, that she espouses is is really scary stuff, dude. I'm... I'm, the the Clintons have flat out sold themselves to the devil, dude. I mean, they have sold without a doubt. Them. Well, and this get that gets into a larger conversation because anybody on that script, anybody on that level who's choosing choosing, you know, whatever Sith Lord over the Force has done the same thing. They've 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 made that Faustian deal, and you know, it becomes their self enrichment over others. Oh, this is the thing I think I lost my thought on before. The other thing that Clinton um, and Global Initiative invests in, and you'll find this very interesting. As we lament democracy throughout the world, they literally, and this has been going on forever, but now they have a cool name for it. They invest in what is called sovereignty changes. They'll go in and be like, hey, we want your mining rights, but this asshole leader won't really give it to us, so we're going to invest in some instability, blah, 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 get you in office, get the mining rights. Like oh, this, yeah. That's been going on for ages, obviously, but I mean, now it's like a, now it's a thing. Now it's a, the thing to do. Before it was part of covert oper, or covert ops, you know, back in the day. Now it's just like, Nope, this is a part of the Clinton Global Initiative. This is just what we do. 
Right, and and in terms of look at how the media is talk about in lockstep when they yeah. report on the free Syrian army that's a, nothing more than ISIS and a bunch of extremists, a bunch of psychopaths mm-hmm. um, who who we end up arming, and and they just they announce it, they announce it, but just give them a name and candy coat it, and talk about Assad who. You know, when they announced that Assad uh, hit his hit his own citizens with with uh, chemical weapons while inspectors were there three miles away. Right. Like, yeah. Like that's what Assad's going to do, right? Yeah. Well, and, and again, I, you know, stupid. you've it's even weird. brought this up in other episodes. The the video of General Wesley Clark in multiple moons ago. Saying, hey, I took a trip to the Pentagon and talked to some of my my boys, and we we're like, yeah, we're gonna hit seven countries in five years, or five years, five countries in seven years, or whatever it was, I forget. But those it countries, little, it took them a little longer than yeah. they expected. But right, but all of those countries happened. are on the list that we've hit: Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran. We'd still I guess, work on. Yeah, so it's just like they're telling us it's just weird. Just you know, I, like I said, I was thinking the other day, it was just like. And I know, and I, this is no disrespect to, for women who have suffered domestic abuse, but it feels like we're all victims of domestic abuse. Like we get our ass kicked by our man, and then he's like, "Oh, baby, I'm sorry, I love you, I love you." And like, "Okay, you must love me." It's like, dude, get with the freaking program, you guys. They don't love us. There is no love in the club. No, none at all. And uh, you know, I was just looking at the uh, the other day. I was looking at the Council on Foreign Relations. Global conflict tracker, right? And there, I, I I'm reluctant to even sign up for the newsletter because they're gonna they're gonna talk about how to mitigate global global um, instability and war. But the Council on Foreign Relations is really intricately involved in all of this stuff. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, Critical impact on U.S. interests, the list of things that are going on, the wars and the unrest, the Taliban in Afghanistan, civil war in Syria, territorial disputes in South China Sea, tensions in East Mm -hmm. China Sea, uh, the North Korean crisis, war against Islamic State in Iraq, civil war in Libya. And then you go down and it says significant impact on U.S. interests, a, a different category. Islamist militancy in Pakistan, uh, sectarian conflict in Lebanon, Islamist militancy in Egypt, conflict in the Ukraine, which we've heard the the phone call between uh, Victoria Nuland, who was Assistant yeah. Secretary of State, and one of the guys from the Council on Foreign Relations talking about who they were going to put in power yeah. in the Ukraine after they already um, dethroned the, the, the leader of the Ukraine. Um, then the Kurdish conflict um, – the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, Boko Haram in Nigeria, which they're funded by by Western nations mm-hmm. also. Um, it, it just The list goes on and on. The war in Yemen, uh, refugee crisis in the European Union, all of this stuff is just – these people are so tied to it. Well, tell you what, it's it's, it's it's all over the world, like you just pointed out. Like, ladies and gentlemen, it is literally almost every point in the world. And yes, of course, there is absolutely legitimate Islamic fundamentalism, and there is a political ideology that does want to set up a caliphate. But I can guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that would be a less effective force if it was not hooked up with so much juice from, like I said, not just the U.S., Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Qatar, Israel. I mean, it's... It's chess, yeah. man. It's chess, not checkers, man. Billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. A lot of heavy weaponry. Well, we've seen the videos stuff. of those pallets falling into ISIS hands, and it's like, oops, oh, Jesus, what the hell have we done? Oh, with the uh, $60 million worth of stuff that were was airdropped directly to ISIS. <laughs> and, you know, you've got it's not Iraqi soldiers who said they, they watched planes airdrop all of this heavy weaponry straight down into ISIS locations and went, okay, we're, we're done fighting. We're, yeah. We're, we're absolutely done doing this. Well, again, and we talked about when we were at the, we were at the pad the other day, like we're not even ha- – these guys, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like to think it or not, it is chestnut checkers. And these cats who do engage in this architecture, if you will – and, Pat, you had a perfect term for it when we were talking to Michael Wood. The level of social engineering that's happening, it's, it's – um, it's very intricate, man, and it, there's a, there's really really a lot to it. And uh, like you said, these guys to, do this dude, stuff in ten dude, twenty increments, twenty all, year increments. All the stuff that they're doing to the, the you know, I sit there and they 
people laugh and they go, oh, Pat, globalist. And I know it's the globalist, right? <laughs> Dude, I mean, you look at all the stuff um, around the world that's going on, all the conflict that's being um, fed by Western dollars, and then you look at what's going on here in this country to destroy the country, mm-hmm. uh, and they find documents on Soros you know, funding uh, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. right? Anything to cause serious problems on the streets of America. Mm-hmm. And then also, now new documents just turned up of Soros funding um, and wanting specifically federal control of law enforcement in the United States. And people have laughed at me for well over a year when I said, this is exactly what's going on. I can see it plain as day. And I've had people go, dude, you are, what are you, What planet are you on? Well, not look at the equipment they're out. getting. That's not, a surefire sign. Come out, documents come out and prove that I'm right. And the MRAPs and, the, you know, the level of the sophistication of their gear now. It's like, you know, this well, is. That's not even, see, that's the thing. That, that's just, that. that's what I said before is that's bribery. That's, yeah. that's bribing the local law enforcement folks. Yep. Here, we're giving you free stuff, right? We're going to help you out. We're your buddies, okay? And then on the other side, they attack police officers. They charge them with crimes, federal crimes, and go after them. The media uh, basically frames people, people like Wilson when it, when the stuff went down in Ferguson, um, making it look like like Wilson was basically guilty from the get-go when he wasn't. Um, and this stuff has been going on. Now, granted, police officers screw up. They shoot people when they're not armed. They make, make huge mistakes, and some are absolutely criminal. Uh, but for the most part, that's not the case with, with police officers. I've trained them for 20 years, and, mm-hmm. and they get into it because they want to help society. Um, but there are some bad eggs, obviously. But that's not the case across the board. Right. And the media doesn't want you to think that. They want you to think that cops are you know, cops are the criminals and that the criminals are, are victims and change the mindset of the masses so that when they do make this switch, after they've been prosecuting people and, and scaring police officers so much that they're afraid to act, yeah. um, that – when the feds take over those those law enforcement um, offices across the country, and, and then the cops are kind of like, okay, well, now we're controlled by the feds, so I guess we're not really uh, going to be held accountable as badly in terms of, of uh, being charged by the feds because we're one of the feds now, right? Yeah. Uh, then when they get orders to go and do anything, you know, they can go and do it, right, with authority. Well, yeah, they seem like as we've seen with you know federal officials, there is significantly less accountability. I, I guess as long as you're on the team, you know, federal cops or, or even state cops, you know, if you're not in that inner circle, you're easily expendable. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, we've definitely, you know, we there, there's definitely the divide and conquer is definitely in play, and I think a huge component of that is kind of a distracting thing. You know, they they really had us at each other's throats these last several years and months, while literally. All of this last half hour of global politics is taking place with our domestic officials. Hillary Clinton going around brokering deals, you know, via the Clinton Foundation as Secretary of State. You know, really, really egregious shit. While you and I and everybody's at each other's throats about, you know, stupid, stupid differences that really don't exist, other than you know the, the ones that are created. Right. Um, and that's that's another thing I really wish you know we'd really start opening our eyes and stop allowing ourselves to fall for this okie doke. And really see the the forest for the trees, if you will, and not not to say don't have respect for our officials, but don't don't think just because he's president, just because she's secretary of state, that they wouldn't do anything criminal just because that position is so prestigious. That's the horseshit that they allow people to, you know, these 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 accusations are scurrilous, Pat, about the secretary of defense. This is ridiculous. Like really, he's just a human being. And then come to find out, like however long later, they wound up doing whatever they did. So it's just like Absolutely. We, we need to we need to get a bit more critical in our thinking because the stakes are so freaking high right now, man. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, and then back to the to the law enforcement and stuff and the military. You know, a lot of people on the right sit there and think, well, the military and law enforcement are not going to you know go out and take Americans' guns if they're ordered to. And I tell you what, if if things are bad enough, and if I have to feed my family because they're the ones writing my check and I'm told to do it, don't think for a minute if there's a financial implosion and they're told to go do it and they've got no other way of, uh, no other means of making money, they're going to follow orders. Without a doubt. I mean, we saw sort of beta tested back in Katrina. The chief of police was like, no one will be allowed to be armed. And that was just a flood. You know, that was a natural disaster. So, you know. Yeah, they exactly. went house to house taking guns. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I saw there was a video of an old lady, man. She was in like a little moo-moo and had a little little shooter, man, his little revolver in her pocket and kind of just pulled it out and let him kind of know that she was okay. And they jumped her. It was like three cats just buried her. Like she, I mean, in her kitchen, just jumped on her like she was, you know, the worst of the worst. So, yeah, there's been a precedent set, man. And, you know, that's a, I guess that's another whole conversation of what, you know, what happens when that Second Amendment thing, if it goes down in, in any kind of horrible situation but um kind of jumping back to what we're talking about the government kind of funding of isis or whatever this this to me goes to the heart of donald trump again not voting for donald trump but this goes to the heart of a a great deal of his immigration policy as it relates to muslims in my opinion i could be wrong he's not saying no muslims what he is trying to say to everybody is the same thing you and i are saying about they are destabilizing places all over the world, almost creating this refugee crisis. Within that, they are slipping in the Trojan, you know, the the the, the bad cats, if you will, and then bringing them into the country. That's Absolutely. just plain and simple happening, ladies and gentlemen. They're allowing it, them in on purpose. And if you want that to happen, then go ahead, vote for him. I mean, I guess it's not an either or, but that's ultimately, in my opinion, the, the what what Trump is talking about with his immigration policy. He's that's he's what, using that's, he's that's used the word Trojan horse, saying that you're not going to vote for. For Trump, just based on the fact that, you know, for for your own personal reasons and, and your constitutional beliefs and things like that. But just that alone, to me, yeah, um, makes me have to vote for Trump. I mean, I don't I don't like all the things he says. I think he's a, a, a dimwit on many occasions. But to be honest with you, um, it, it truly does come down to a nationalist versus a globalist. And I've got to vote for the for the person who actually gives a shit about the United States, and he does. I mean, he's passionate about that, at least. And that's well, I mean, look at he's he's done a great deal of his work in the United States. I guess he's had some some clothes and stuff created in China or whatever, but, I mean, you know, his his Trump Tower is standing, standing real tall in Chicago. Um, and I think this, you know, this this goes into the southern border as well, man. This goes into what we were talking about. Uh, you know, Operation Fast and Furious was not just, you know, a, a, an arms thing with cartels. This is the same architecture, arming cartels, you know, t- washing their drug money. I mean, this is this is part of why I'm not saying necessarily needs to be a wall, but you know that that's a huge part of the immigration thing on the south as well. No, they're not all rapists and this and that, but let's not forget what was going on in Juarez and all that about five years ago. Just decapitated bodies everywhere. Okay. You know that drug that drug war continues to go on, and you know, and again, we facilitate the Sinaloas and all that crap, man. It's it's been going on for decades, dude. Nothing new's under the sun. Right, Ain't nothing right. changed. A couple more names. Yeah. So we. Um... So, are we to believe then that that um, that Stevens and and the other folks there in Benghazi were killed to cover up the gun running? Right, because he caught wind of it. He definitely caught wind of it. Well, I think I think he might have been the guy that was facilitating it for the State Department, and they didn't want any tracks. They maybe they sensed that the heat was going to start coming down. And hit possible. The yeah, possible. That's definitely I, I possible. Really, I really believe that because. Um, he yeah the, the, yeah he became expendable like a lot of people do in those those situations. Yeah, I mean, following the 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 pattern of the Clintons, mm-hmm. the people that die around them. I'm telling you, um, partners end up dead. People who are facilitating stuff for them end up dead. State troopers end up dead. Close friends, you know, Vince Foster. I mean, they don't. It's not just people who are on the tertiary, you know, their circle. Like people on the inside. If you, you know. Vince Foster must have, must not have satisfied Clinton in bed enough. Yeah, because because they because they were having an affair also, right? Just vomited in my own mouth. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Ew. Yeah, that's pretty grotesque. I got it. Yeah, I know, I know. So what else we got, man? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I said keywords. I would say if you want to go do some backstory, Arkansas def- Arkansas finance. What the hell is it, man? I'm sorry. Arkansas Development uh, the BCCI Bank. Arkansas Development Finance Authority, definitely the BCCI Bank. It means Bank of Commercial Credit International. Look up Clark Clifford. Very huge. I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. These guys, these guys are these guys are uh, are shady, man. There's just there's just no word for it, man. There's just shady, and it had, didn't. It's not just something in the rearview mirror. Thirty years ago, we just broke down a few cats who are already. She's not even in office yet, and there's already bodies popping up. Um, like I said, the backstory and all that's great, man. The the Mina connection. Um, hopefully Arkansas. some liberals. Hopefully some liberals at least do some homework with an open mind and go, oh wow, this is 
this is this is really bad. And that's and, really all I ask, man, because when you set up a normalcy bias, you stop listening to us the moment we said something bad about your girl. But if right. you could just literally just keep an open mind, because I'm apolitical and have been apolitical forever because literally I have no axe to grind. And that's why I've been able to process so much information that I had without a certain bias because I, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't particularly have an axe to grind. So I hopefully feel like I have at least a, a balanced view of the world without it being like, you know, one side or the other. Cause they're all bad, man. Once you get to that presidential level, in my opinion, they're all, you just, there's, if not, if they're not bad as individuals, they have cats behind them that are just shady as all hell. Cause you know, like a good friend told me one time, he's like, you've never had to run a country. And that's, that's just a, not to say you have to do it with a heavy hand, but it's just like, you know, you can't please everybody. So, um, right. I know it's a tough gig, but we got to do better than what we got here, man. We've got to do better than what we got here. Well, I think that when things hit rock bottom, things start to go up finally, and we have not hit rock bottom yet, my friend. Well, yeah, that's true, and there's only place to go is up after after we go so low. So, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, do you have anything more to add, brother? I mean, I guess we could probably go on forever and dissect how you know all you the, know, I the think 46 that, I deaths. Think that, and... I think you could spend hours on number one each, just each. I mean, days on yeah. on each scandal. That the Clintons have months and months of reading material um, on each of the scandals, whether it's you know running guns in Benghazi, the old days of the, of, of selling dope, you know the Whitewater stuff with yeah. the with the uh, with the uh, real estate investment stuff, um, the Clinton Foundation, and all the stuff that they've the money that they've taken taken in. I mean, you can go through all the individuals that have been involved with them who've ended up dead and their business relationships and how they were going to testify against them. I mean, just Huma yeah. Abedin, Huma Abedin alone, um, who's, you know, her right hand woman, you know, part of the Muslim brotherhood worked at the, uh, for what was it, an Islamic publication founded by one of the top Al Qaeda financial, uh, aid guys. Um, and you know that this woman has access to uh, a lot of Americans with top security clearances, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the prospect the type, is frightening. It is beyond the type of people who have been allowed in to run our country, and the, the shit has got to stop. Yeah, it really does. It really, and I've I've been encouraged not necessarily by Trump, but the whole paradigm shift of what we're expecting of politicians. But it's still frustrating to me that we still have somebody like Hillary there. So we obviously still have some work to do. Um, it's going to be an interesting next few weeks, man. I just to see the debates as they come up. That's going to be, man, I'm definitely going to crack a beer and pop some popcorn on that one. Cause that's going to be, that's going to be a little WWE action. <laughs> nice little shit show. Good for laughs. there, a little comic I'm relief. Really hoping, but... I'm really hoping Trump keeps his mind and his wits about him and, and actually, you know, uses a lot of the ammo, the stuff that we're talking about right now. I do too. I mean, my God, he's got to. If I he hope he's been waiting he for the debates, quite frankly, he, and have things not he, taken he, out of context and sound bites, you know. Right, right. Yeah, oh, you know there's going to be a lot of sound bites on that. Right, but I'm just saying in an interview, easily things could be edited and this and that, but at a debate, you know, the world's watching, you know, it's live. He can just be like, look, this, her and her husband, you know, just <laughs> give him no right. place, to, no wiggle room. Right. So, I don't know. We'll be anxious to see. I don't know, man. Like I said, we could go on forever on this one. And believe me, before election time, I'm sure we will be revisiting the 2016 presidential election again, um, Hillary. Because like you said, today, they uh, WikiLeaks just let loose another, what, 12,000, 15,000 emails? Yeah, they're, they're, they're hammering her, buddy. But yeah, as you said, man, the media is just doing all they can to protect her. Because if this was anybody else, man, if, if this wasn't her girl, they would have been on her. I mean, look what they did for, for Bill on just getting with, you know, whatever that little thing was. I mean, granted, they tried to impeach him, but it's still, it's like, they, they're doing so much to protect this chick, and she's done way worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the uh, what's the list of accomplishments um, that you've got on Hillary? Of compliments, of compliments as far as public, public works and stuff? Just great things that she's done. Oh, society. man. Ah, oof. Do you have a list? Do you, do you have a list? That was my crickets right there. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Thank you. Thank she you. goes to sleep yes. oh, at dude, night and she stays dude, quiet even, for a little bit. That's dude, the, we haven't even discussed her health. Yeah, that's true. See, I don't have as much information on that because I don't know how much. I know Dr. Drew, 
you know, world-renowned Dr. Drew, very famous, said he felt she was gravely ill. And, I and did he lost something. his show. He just lost his he show. He said that, and I, I got to confirm that. I have to confirm. But I did hear also today, or on the way home yesterday on the radio, that Hillary is taking like a few couple-week break from the campaign or whatever. So that was kind of a red flag because this is the, the home stretch. You don't take a break during the home stretch. So it well, sounds like people, look at, people can do YouTube searches on her um, public seizures. You see she freaked out and started having a seizure in front of those reporters sticking the microphones in her face, and, and the recorder, uh, the reporters actually recoil away from her, and they look at her like, holy God, what is she going had a, on? What? How did I not hear this? She had a seizure on, in front of reporters? Yeah, she she has that twitching. Her head starts flying around and all kinds oh, of things. Oh, I think I the, the whole bobblehead. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I know, <laughs> I know what you're her, talking her, about. Yeah, and, and uh, look it up on YouTube, the video of the, the reporter's recoiling in fear like what the is going on with this her bobblehead's going off man oh yeah yeah so yeah she's having yeah a, if, having, it would to step be... off, having to step off stage for 10 minutes in the middle of a you know in the middle of a debate wow. um, her doctor's there with her he's carrying around uh, uh the injector with him that uh oh dude i have to see this oh, drug in it that stops, i heard nothing that stops, that stops seizures you haven't seen that? I haven't. That's crazy. Get shit together. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. I'm, I'm waiting for you to mess with me. I'm messing with you, but that just sounds so huge. I figured I would have saw it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out when we get out here. But like I said, we will be revisiting this. And yeah, obviously, if her health is deteriorating, that's something we're obviously going to have to uh, to check out soon. I mean, I wish no ill will on anybody, but she, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you? Wow. I wish Hillary all the best in the world, rainbows and sunshine for her and her entire family. Look, if if uh, which I think this show is obviously going to get bigger, I think that uh, that's when we have we're wearing ballistic vests and uh, have a security detail eventually. No, I and I also think I was driving around today, Pat. I think we need to do once our website gets back up, we need to have on one corner my my number and the other corner your number, and it's going to be the still alive number. Live number yes. one, the next day number two, and then all the way up till dude, they dude, take I us out. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love. It. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start sending that out on Twitter. <laughs> still alive. <laughs> day number still one. Alive. Day one. Day one, baby. All right, brother, man. It's good to be back in the saddle with you. And again, man, thank you so much. Me and your wife and your whole family is awesome. You guys were a gracious host. Me and my daughter absolutely loved hanging out with you. And again, man, can't wait to get back to the quads. So we can do this full time every Tuesday, yep. pumping it out. Yep, going to get back after it, buddy, and then your kid can come over and do cannonballs with my kids in the pool. There we go. There we go. I like the sound of that. All right, folks, this has been me, your boy, UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Militich. We will be back. We're going to be doing it every Tuesday, locking you guys in, so stay tuned for more.